0: Welcome to the Yana Podcast, a mental health podcast where we're going to talk about life, hear stories of strength, and get all in our feelings. Our hosts are Becca
1: and me, Danny. We work for NAMI, which is the National Alliance on Mental Illness.
0: NAMI is the nation's largest grassroots mental health organization, and our mission is to build better lives for the millions of Americans that are impacted by mental illness.
1: Our roles at NAMI Philly involve working with the youth in the community, so we have a special passion for empowering young people to shatter stigma and help them know that they are not alone.
0: Yeah, so therefore, we decided to start the YANA podcast, which stands for...
1: You are not alone. woo
0: The content of this podcast may contain mature subject matter, such as discussions about suicide, self-harm, drug and alcohol abuse, sexual or physical violence, as well as the use of strong language. Listener discretion advised. Okay, we're back. So before yeah. the bre- yeah, so before the break, we've been talking with Naza Kawaja, um, and we've been talking a lot about her experience as a Pakistani uh, immigrant and um, or coming from a Pakistani immigrant family and um, how that shaped her life growing up and as a mom. So um, yeah, Naza, so how yeah. where what keep going? Tell us what else. <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah, no, thank you, Becca. Um, It was was really nice to go back to, to those times. um, That's like kind of therapeutic just in and of itself. Um, Going back, not feeling uh, the isolation or the fears or um, that feeling of like being stifled. So it's, it's, it's yeah. nice. It's nice to talk about. it. It's nice to go back and not and know that the, those things don't hold you hostage any longer. Yes, I, I can't figure out the best way to like say it, but that's no, okay. that's it.
0: That's the best way to say it. I think. That <laughs> right.
2: Right. You're not held hostage by your fear. Or your, yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, and I think we were we were kind of talking about the you know this the judgment and like the difficulty yes. in navigating people's opinions of you and um in my 30s is when I really uh let go of all that and said Mm -hmm. you know it doesn't matter um it doesn't matter like they can think I'm the worst human being in the world but like I know who I am and so um that was very profound in um what I needed to do which was like finish the novel it's something Mm -hmm. that I knew I needed to do but um unfortunately because uh Um, again those messages of like well what are you going to do with the novel you're not going to make money off the novel like you can't become Mm -hmm. a bestseller and like yeah and it's like I that wasn't my purpose starting it my purpose was to be able to 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 take what was just growing in my mind and like the story and like the characters and everything and like just get it out and um I just wanted to say that that was very therapeutic in and of itself yeah. was i felt like i had this and just for listeners out there who do have these creative passions or like creative um side to them and they think it's not important like it is very important you to your to identity you, you do have, have to feed, feed it. it and you yeah. have to remember that this is part of your identity mm-hmm. and the more you stifle yourself and these different um things that make you who you are um, the less justice you're doing to yourself and so and also the like, more
0: shame you're allowing in i think Oh wow yeah. i didn't think
2: about the shame
0: yeah shame is something oh, that oh, that's i a huge part of it mm mm-hmm. and it's like i mean that's such a huge thing that i've had to deal with in recovery is like you know, like I've had to learn so much about shame and how much shame I've been living with. And like, I think when it comes to trauma, especially, you know, which it sounds like you had a lot of trauma surrounding, you know, your your son's birth and then like, you know, just different divorce and all these different things. Mm -hmm. Like when it comes to trauma, like we are, it's like part of our brain almost kind of tells us that. some way it's our fault so then and like because the thing is is the difference between and this was like so powerful for me when I learned this is like the difference between shame and guilt is like guilt is like you did something wrong like you know you maybe hurt somebody's feelings like you did something wrong you know versus shame is like I am wrong you know like because I hurt someone's feelings feelings I'm a bad person. And, you know, so it's like something that's so much more internalized. And so it, and like you were talking about identity, like it becomes part, of your identity. identity wow. I'm mind blown. <laughs> I say, incredible. Thank you for coming to my TED No. The, the more, more you know, like Danny oh says, the more you, you know. Thank you for coming to my TED Talk.
2: That makes so much sense, Becca.
0: Now that you like put it that way. Mm-hmm
2: right? That, that blew my so mind when much someone sense. said that before. There's so much forgiveness involved. Like there's so much. Yeah, to with. Yeah. Um, and I had to, I had to forgive myself for a lot of things I took ownership of, I internalized, um, and through the writing. Um, so the, the, just, you know, a little bit of information just because this is relevant, Um, the novel is set in Pakistan. Um, that's the setting and it's, um, and I address a lot of like the patriarchy, the misogyny that goes on there. Um, the destruction of like just women's rights, like there's no concept of women's rights and like, um, and all of those things I experienced when I lived out there for a few years while waiting out um, my first, my ex-husband's immigration. Um, it was, it was very shocking to hear about all of the things that, um, happened with, to women in my family. Like these are, you know, I, we, I share blood, like we're, you know, and it was so devastating. And what was disgusting was that people were doing these things in the name of religion. Yeah, And, um, you know, and I'm Muslim and I have immense respect for my faith, and I'm just like, no, 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 hell no. Like, I, you know, I, I don't know if I should use the word hell, but like, you know, just like, just like, no, this is not right. Like, and the problem is that women are not allowed to further education for further their education or to become, uh, you know, in some cases, like for families who have the means and things like that, it, you know, it, that's not the case. Um, but for the majority of my family, you know, uh, with women not studying beyond you know just like the high school level or or even even lower than that sometimes um it's so easy to like uh to say i'm going to do this to you because god told me i can and then um it's horrible yeah it's it's spiritual uh, abuse it's yeah. spiritual abuse and then the yeah. and women are like you know what you know well i don't want to i don't want to you know anger god right, right. like yeah. And so, okay, I'll, I'll be okay with it. I think oh. a lot of this stuff, and I know
0: very different circumstances, but like, I know a lot of different things became, like, people became a little more aware of with like everything that's happened with Afghanistan. And I know the situations are much different in Pakistan and Afghanistan, but like with them, um, you know, yeah. religious, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, reasoning and causes for the treatment of women, you know, like it's been this huge upswing in people talking about women's rights in the Middle East, yeah. you know, yeah. and in that in those
2: regions. So, but it's it's, it's it was hard. utterly disgusting back then. Yeah. Like I'm like, you have got to be kidding me. Um and so I do shed some light in the novel about um just just this like the cultural versus yeah. religious claims and um, and just how people use that to like influence and and, and degrade justify me.
1: like certain things is like I don't know like sure. I hear you because I also um, grew up um, my family are they're Christian so um, I grew up like in the church um, and like sometimes I just, especially when I went to college, that's where, like, I started to question a lot of different things, um, you know, as you should, you have questions, um, but some things just weren't, like, adding up for me, so I kind of, like, I had to, like, take a step back and, like, just reflect on that so absolutely yeah
0: I just realized by the way as we're talking about this like I've got my feminist cup that's got like all my feminist stickers on it (laughs) and then I'm wearing and then I'm wearing my feminist (laughs) t-shirt
2: yeah (laughs) as we're talking
0: about this um but the but I did like so when you say the difference between like religion and and culture like are you talking about like the different ways in which like different cultures interpret that religion
2: no, just the different, the, uh, uh, well, that is, that's part of it too. Like, so thank you for bringing that up. Um, mm-hmm. what I was referring to is just, um, people in the culture confusing, um, cultural requirements versus religious requirements. Right. And so it's like, okay, well I can control you because God gave me that right. As right. opposed to, you know, I'm a terrible human being and this is why I'm doing what I'm doing. And right. so just like, you know, um, men being uh being allowed to to get away with so many horrific things yes um back home abuse, anywhere in yeah. the world, you know anywhere in the world um unfortunately and and it i just couldn't and that was like there's a story just just that kept um you know just in my in my mind so it, it's a it's non-fiction um um uh, it's it's a fiction book based on non-fictional themes uh which you know, that's, I really want to read this.
0: Oh my gosh.
2: Thank you. I'm so honored.
0: I'm, this is something I'm like, so fascinated. I'm, I'm a huge history buff. And so because of that, I'm, I'm really, I get really interested in like, when I said I was very political, like, but part of it is because like, so they're kind of intertwined, right? Like hopefully people who are political have, a love of history you know so we don't repeat it but <clears throat> that doesn't seem like ever anyway I'm not going to go down that <laughs> road <route. laughs> um but I but that you know and then intertwined in that is like how cultures become the way they are you know yeah. now they are created that's like the anthropology
2: yeah oh my gosh that's amazing that that fascinates me as well Is like this is the, the decisions that took place like what led into, uh, what led those people to make those decisions, right? And just like, Mm -hmm. what was the society like at the time? And like, what influenced the way they did things and like, and their moves so. Yeah, I remember
0: in college we had to write, I took a cultural anthropology class and we had to write like a paper on how the AIDS virus popped up, like why it was so prevalent in certain areas and how the culture in those areas like caused, certain it, it in uh not, I mean, AIDS, but like other like infections, like it had to do with like infections and inequalities yeah. and all these things. I, I, I wow. that's what really got me like so that's incredible. That's an incredible topic. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, my professor from that class just started following me on Instagram. Oh, so I should maybe, <laughs> I
2: should send her a note about that. I was just talking about that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That was, I think she would be ecstatic to hear about that. Professors do a lot. Teachers don't get, teachers just are just like under under um paid under represented like not given enough credit like underappreciated underappreciated, so much all of those unders yes yeah Um, i've learned that that so much in my adult years (laughs) like you know it's it's so true I'm sure she'll appreciate that message um but yeah it was it was just it was very therapeutic writing out what i needed to say to people that i couldn't and so mm. i used novel as a means of like um you know putting those thoughts and feelings in there and just um hopefully you know when the readers and i received a lot of a lot of um uh gratitude for uh writing out these stories for our women and People who have expressed it are people from the same culture. And they're just like, I couldn't believe you put this in the novel. Like, I knew you were going there. And I was like, she's not going to do it. She's not going to do it. And and they're like, you did it. And I was like, you know what? People need to know. People need to know the truth. And like, you know how uncomfortable it feels to read it? Imagine the person experiencing that. Exactly. Every single day of their lives. And like, you have a problem reading it. Like, and I had an argument with my sister because she's like, my older sister, she's kind of like more on the conservative side. And she's just like, you know, you shouldn't have included that. And I'm just like, why not? It's reality. It happens. Yep. Sometimes you have to have okay.
1: those like uncomfortable conversations, you know, mm-hmm. like you got to shed light into these things because how else are you going to change? Yeah, how, how else is going to learn about yeah. it?
0: Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. That's yeah. why I'm so passionate about what I do because like not just this podcast, but like, you know, the programming that we offer is like all about going in and telling, you know, what's well, talking about mental health, but by in by doing so, like by telling your own experiences intertwined. Like that's how at least how I do it. And I, it, it's just like that's what makes it so it, it's so I'm so passionate about it because like yeah the kids, like when they always say that, like, this is the only mental health presentation they've ever heard like that. And that, like, that makes such a difference to them to see the real life implication, like application and implications, you know, cause it's like, it's, it's not just like words in a textbook, like you were saying, like, it's, it's yeah. real, it happens to real people, you know,
2: it's incredible that you have the passion um, that this is something that you're passionate about and it's your job and you oh. get to flourish and that, no, it's, it's so important to it's like so important. To feel mm-hmm. that way about your, what you do, um, in life. What a blessing.
0: Yeah. I feel so lucky. Like mm-hmm. nom- coming upon NAMI was like oh. God's work or oh, whatever. You know? oh, <laughs>
1: that. Like, oh. We just had a conversation about this. Because I'm not going to get too into it. Um, but like, being able to do this work and share more about, you know, like mental health is real. You like have to have these conversations because like, it is very taboo, you know, like there's all these different stigmas surrounding mental health. And like, if you're not talking about it, like, how are you going to learn what it, like what's what it's about like you could yeah. be experiencing all these different things yeah. and not know a single thing about it because right. no one talks about it oh no one right. talks
2: about that. that was me in my 20s these where, like, I are like had weird smile, conversations
1: you know?
0: yeah
2: no one that wants I to wasn't. have yeah. yeah absolutely
0: so yeah so so you you were writing this book you wrote this book and then how did it get to the point where it's now available on Amazon.
2: (laughs) Yeah, sure. So like I was done with it. Um, And at that time uh, I married my current husband and I was like, oh, yes, I'm done. It's it's on my computer, you know? And he's like, okay, now you got to get it out there. I was like, no, I'm not ready for that. I'm just scared <laughs> of rejection and all of right. those things. That I used to write articles, um, you know, like like you mentioned in, in my introduction, thank you. Um, and some of those were rejected. Re- like some of my articles that I pitched were rejected. Okay. Um, and so there's that fear of rejection too, which is okay. I oh learned. yeah. Um. And so he's just like, no, he's like, you have to share this with the world, you know? And so I did, I, I, I put it out there, self-published. Um, I, well, before I self-published, I, you know, I, I was working with my, my best friend who's the editor. Um, and she just like, she's astounding. She's, she's one of those people that are so brilliant and they don't, they don't see it. They don't know you know, um, anyway, yeah. she can interpret my silence. So I was like, the only person that I can trust with like this piece of my soul is, is, is her. And so she, That's um, beautiful. she helped with the editing and all of that. And then I hired, um, a consultant to help with like the next steps and, um, you know, the imaging and all of that. And, and then finally, you know, was, uh, I got it on Amazon and it's in, um, it's also in uh, Salt Lake County library. So I'm trying to get it into the libraries as well for people who, Mm. you know, just so that it's, it's available for free. Um, and so, I love that. I love that. I've recently
0: in the last couple of years, like got a library card for the first (laughs) time. Isn't it amazing?
2: It's oh my best. gosh. I can't
0: believe there I are didn't... so
2: many resources. Yes. Oh my God. And so it's many so... Classes, so many free workshops. Like I love what they're doing these days. We and do I a just, lot I of. I
1: just want to add to everyone who's listening right now: go get a library card because it does help your local libraries. Thank yes. you. PSA:
0: I know we do a lot of work with our the the Free Library of Philadelphia because um, they do a lot of youth programs that are really mm-hmm. so important. A, several years ago, there was a huge issue; um, the city had to close they closed a whole bunch of libraries and a whole bunch of pools, like city, like community pools. And it was really not a good idea because those are cooling stations, you know, in the summer when crime goes up because people are overheated and, you know, but also just because those are places (sighs) for people to not be on the street and um, like to do constructive things like so the, yep. the library in Philadelphia like we've a bunch of different branches like do some really great youth programs so we they've had us come and do like some of our mental health presentations
2: that is incredible yeah it's so needed it's so 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 yeah,
0: yeah. and it's like the only outlet that some of the kids might have that access yes.
2: that's a know? very good point that's a very good point it may only be their only safe place or yep. safe zone
0: yeah <sighs> my
2: gosh, let's not yeah. get into the politics of like right. the policies, the public policies. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, anyway. but, uh, <laughs> but yeah, that was, um, you know, that was, uh, those were some significant times in my life and, and some of the things that I, I had to figure out and navigate and, and, um, and do to, to really, to, to say that I could, that I'm owning my own, you know, and, and, and yeah,
1: she's walking that walk.
2: (laughs) (laughs) And, and it's felt, you know, and, and now, um, effort and my mom, you know, when she was like, why are you writing? You're taking so much time. You're not working. You're not getting paid for this. Um, you know, uh, and she held, she held my, my book, and this, like, I'll never forget the way she looked, like her face, and she was gleaming with pride. And she'll go to her doctor's oh. appointments, and she'll say, "You know, my daughter is an author." And I'm like, "Mommy, they don't care." Okay. Oh. Like, thanks,
0: oh, mom. That's so
2: wonderful. Oh. It's the cutest thing. That is adorable. It is so cute. Where she'll just like, she's she has so much pride, and she will, and and she. And she has pride in in not in the not so great way too, where she can't say to me like, um, you know that she not not I don't need an apology from her or anything, but just you know she has come close to it where she says you know um, I do understand now, you know yeah. and that gives me that validation where you know you say you don't need the validation but she's my mom right like she's she's important and like the way she feels about me her opinion of me is important to me right um, of course and, and, and now yeah. she wants me to write her story and so she's like can you write you know can you write another book can it be my story and I'm like yeah I'll do it oh, I'm like, it's gonna wow. be. oh!
0: oh thank you becca thank
1: you i definitely was just looking at it on I before order,
0: we... <laughs> order place <laughs> it arrives thank on saturday you. You. i was like should i get the kindle version but i because I, I have like started holding the book i, I, I like, do like holding the
2: book too i like yeah something about too. it you but just can't
0: i
1: just have started
0: using an ipad more recently because i'm gotten older my vision oh. is not as good <laughs> <laughs> and I
2: can make the font big bigger on iPad. And can, yeah, yeah and
0: also I can I like how you can look up I mean I always have looked up words anyway but you can just click on the word click mm, on it yeah you're absolutely right and I travel I a lot that. so it's also oh. easier in that realm but I also like having books like thank
2: you Becca that is very sweet and thoughtful I would love to like get on like a um maybe if, if Danny wants to read it like we could do like a like yeah, book, chat, book club. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I and, and so the one thing I told her was like, I'm gonna be tell the truth, and she's like, well, don't mention this, 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 and I'm like, no, it's gonna be That's in the book. How it works? It's it's gonna be in the book, and it's okay. Yeah. And I and then and I've I've and my mom is talking more about these issues that I mentioned in the book how this is not okay, the treatment of women. Yeah. You know, the guy should be called out on it. That's he beautiful. Be, you know, and, and she's and she's thinking these things and it's- Oh, sorry. No, you're fine, yeah. He's like, I'm here too. Yeah. Um, but it, but really, you know, I think to change anything, it starts with yourself um, and then, and that's profound. Like, I know we want like immediate change and we want, results and but it starts with yourself right and like if i can if someone like my mom can say like oh yeah he's a piece of shit like that is incredible my mom doesn't talk about men like that and she and she thinks like women you know she's from that mindset of like mm-hmm. the old generation like hey you know like you're you're a wife you're you stay at home you do this you yeah. know your husband tells you this you have to please him and if she can like i've, I've heard it more and more now from her and like if someone's not treating their, you know, um, you know, just with respect, she's, she's, she's speaking up about it and, and just that's saying beautiful. like, yeah, that's not okay. That's beautiful. <sighs> that's beautiful. And you did that.
1: Yeah, you did that.
0: <laughs> yeah. That's you should awesome. feel so proud of yourself. You. So I also want to hear now about like what you're doing now. Cause I, 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 I think that you first spoke with amy in our office right because that's because so early autism services like amy one of amy's passions is around autism awareness
2: as well so amy's so wonderful love you amy (laughs) um she's just like she's she just has the same passion you ladies have you know about the community and about giving back and about helping and having these free resources um, so I am an outreach specialist with early autism services. I started with the company as a BT uh, behavioral tech, working in the homes with kiddos with autism. Mm-hmm. Um, and then kind of this, you know, a more admin position came up and it was like remote work and just um, really nice to, to be able to to do the work with the, you know, but also being home with my kids as well. Right. Um, and so I'm like, yeah, uh, yeah, let's do it. And, and I love it. It's, it's outreach. Um, I, I work in in outreach type roles with a few of the different nonprofit organizations that I work with in Chicago. Mm -hmm. And so it's right up my alley. I love the work. I love the connections. Um, And so uh, after being on board with this position for a few months, um, I suggested, you know, launching a podcast for the company and having, having important conversations at parents, you know, apparent parents and families are um, sometimes left in the dark. Uh, I would get calls from families just like, oh, my, you know, my son just had an appointment. The doctor gave me your phone number. And like, they have no idea what's going on. They have no idea Mm -hmm. why they're contacting us, what we do. And I'm like, that's not fair. Mm -hmm. You know, parents are dealing with a lot. They're working full-time, multiple jobs sometimes, you know, and now they have a child who needs special attention and they're not given the the resources. They're not given the time and attention. They're not given the room to like, here, let's talk about like how difficult this is. I've had parents on the phone, like crying and so scared for their child, you know, like, are you guys yeah. the cure? Like I had a dad ask me, like, are you guys the cure? Oh, wow. And it broke my heart. It totally breaks like, my heart. Yes. I'm like, oh my gosh. You know, I wish. So, right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. And so the goal of the podcast is to, to talk about autism, you know, to provide information to families. Uh, we had Amy on to talk about the wonderful resources that NAMI has, mm-hmm. um, across the, the, the United States, but, but specific That's to fine. to Philadelphia. And, um, and I think, you know, uh, we just, I, I just recently published our latest episode on, uh, traveling different. Uh, it's, it's a, it's a book that, um, so I interviewed the author of the book "Traveling Different," and she talks about uh, vacation strategies for uh, families that are who are you know traveling with kiddos with special needs, wow. who are neurodivergent children, and some of the tips that she shares on the podcast are just. Um, you know, uh, you're just like, oh duh, like why didn't I, you know what I mean like why didn't yeah. I do that? Like, yeah. again as a parent, you're juggling so much. You want to have the best. Time, yeah. You know? yeah, you want like I was talking about the, their birthday parties, like I want it to be perfect. Right, like you want these vacations to be perfect, you don't leave room for like, hey, this can go wrong, or like, let's go an extra day, let's get there early so the kids can settle before right. we say, Okay, we're doing A, B, C, D, and E on one day, you know, in one right. day. And you guys are gonna smile in the picture, you know, like right, <laughs> right. Crazy requirements so that, like, I'm guilty of too as a parent. Just yeah. like, why aren't you guys happy? <laughs> yeah. Um, but, anyways, uh, a wonderful conversation. So, so that's what I'm doing uh, for the company uh, that's outreach, wonderful. The podcast, yeah, it's fun. that's it's wonderful. So, so is
0: that like a? Um, do you have? I know. I mean, you don't have to answer this question if you don't want to. But I know that you um, had mentioned that you had. You know, your son had had a had, you know, a troublesome birth, but yes. and then, like you had also mentioned, like kind of special needs along the way. So yes, yeah,
2: so I and and so another a reason why, like yes, yeah, so, <laughs> it, it I was on the other side. Okay, so I was that parent that didn't mm-hmm. know like what mm-hmm. um and and my son needed um, speech, occupational therapy, physical therapy. He was followed by a cardiologist. Like he's had more appointments in his life than like days in the park, you know, especially in his early years. Um, and I was that parent that was completely confused. I didn't know who to talk to. Didn't even know if I had the right to ask questions. Um, so working in, in, you know, with early autism services, like even though my son didn't, doesn't have autism, um, just like, you know, he needed services, right. Like he needed special attention and he, he was special needs in that way where like he needed assistance and things like that. Um, and so it was, uh, it was very humbling to be able to be on the other side now and to, you know, right now yeah. to be on the other side and to like be able to help and just, empathize with families who are struggling with the diagnosis and struggling with dual diagnoses and struggling which are more common than
0: not right yes yes
2: yes. and like what what are the next steps what do we do and like how can you help and like um also like addressing the self-doubt because a lot of families you know we do offer family guidance as well um which is like you know, it can be, it can be training. It can be, you know, you have questions we're here to answer. It can be something as regular as like weekly, monthly, bimonthly. So however the family needs, we're there to, to provide that support because, um, we can come in and do what we do, but if we're not involving the entire family, then, you know, how, how far is the help going to go? Right. Um, And so we've incorporated that. And I think it's a, it's a huge piece to just that taking that, you know, everyone, it takes a village, right? So like everyone involved in the care of a child needs to, you know, just needs to understand like what, what the specific needs are and how to address them and like, um, so it's been, it's, it's been very humbling. Um, you know, I, I love this company. I've been with them for a few years and, um, I love the, the growth involved and like the different roles that I've, I've had with the company and just being able to do it. And I've learned so much. Oh my gosh. Like working in the homes with the kiddos taught me a lot about, uh, you know, just re- working with my own children and like addressing their behavioral concerns and needs, you know, and like, and behavioral therapy is not just for, for kiddos with, with autism. No. Like, yeah. You know, especially nowadays you see, uh, you know, unfortunately, because of the this technology and, mm-hmm. you know, the tablets and the screen time. Oh my gosh. Like yes. it's, you do, you see, there's no way you can deny that there's, that they don't go hand in hand. You yeah. see the increase in the, in the abhorrent behaviors, you see the increase in like non-compliance, you see the yeah. increase in. And all of these, all of these different things. And Although I
0: will say, as like someone a caretaker for a two year old, sometimes it's so necessary. It
2: is. It's it is, <laughs> right? all right. It, and that's okay. Yeah. And that's okay. You know, my kids get, get screen time. You know, but mm-hmm. you better believe there's a timer going off, and right. like, you're gonna be off that tablet when the timer is off. Because, right. you know, like. um, like we talked about like YouTube earlier and just like the right. algorithms and, and, the, and the things yeah. that are out there these And days. it has
0: to be monitored for sure. Oh, for sure. I, yeah. So I have one other question just like, yeah. um, so, cause this is something that really gets asked a lot when I do presentations, especially presentations for like communities where there's, you know, like rather than schools, I mean like community presentations mm-hmm. where there's not just kids, but parents and everything yeah. is like, how did you see, the pandemic effect, like, can you talk, speak to like oh how, my, um, yeah. I mean, we saw f- slight, I mean, from just from experiencing through Amy's son, you yeah. know, like yeah. how that affected him and, and yeah. her, um, you know, like what that effect had with him not being able to go to school and access oh like gosh. his IEP and everything like that.
2: So what, what did you see as like the outcome, like the effect yeah? Of- No, for sure. I think everyone had it tough, but families with kiddos with special needs, I think had it the worst. Like that's, Mm -hmm. that's my personal opinion. I'm not speaking on behalf of the company or anything like that. This is just me. Like, I think, um, you know, parent, it was a scary time for everyone. It was an uncertain time. Um, and then these, these kiddos who need these services were not getting these services. And yes, we, we switched to telehealth too, and there are some kids that can benefit from telehealth type of situation, but there are some kids that cannot completely, like cannot, you know, right. they have to have the in-person. Um, and so it was really sad to see, I know one of the clinical directors mentioned, you know, she's she's she saw um, the, uh, even like a year, like because of the pandemic, the child was kind of put back a whole year uh, compared to, you know, where he was at the time uh, mm-hmm. in the services. And I don't even know how to describe like, you know, he's back a year. It's not like a year, and you know what I mean. Like it's I just, do, yeah. It's just she. She had you know they. They we have their pro. We have, we have their plans. We have their treatment plans, and we have um their numbers. And so she's like, he's he's a year. You know, yeah, year, yeah. Um, in terms of in terms of his 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 plan, um, and so there was that. There we since then have uh, started social skills groups in a, a few of our branches because. That was the biggest, that was the first yeah. thing that was hit, right? It was like, okay, no more social interactions. Right, and right. and kids, like we talked about, kids learn through interactions. Mm-hmm. And even kids with special needs or kids with autism, and you don't think they're paying attention, like they're picking up oh, yeah. a lot of information from social interactions, yeah. Um, and so uh, we started social skills group to kind of like get, you know, just um, kind of expedite that or, you know, that growth in that, in that area and, and, you know, providing them the, the, the regular ABA services, um, but also incorporating social skills to kind of like really get them going in that because um, it's an important part in a child's development for any child, especially for kiddos with special needs to yeah. feel that belonging too and just to feel part of a community yeah and um and so for sure for yeah. sure the kiddos yeah. were affected and parents were just um you know just ugh parents right like they just don't know i know
0: it was a whole i mean you know it weighed on everybody but like especially those parents who had to also be remote working
2: and then also babysitter and teacher i was a kindergarten teacher (laughs) i'm not like cut i don't know what the hell i'm doing you know and i graduated kindergarten that year as an adult (laughs) And I take pride in that because that was a hard year. Yeah. That was hard. Yeah. I'm like, oh, you know, <laughs> yeah. God I learned about uh, sharing. And- <laughs> oh my gosh. God bless the teachers out there who, who like tried it, you know, the teachers were just told to like, okay, zoom and then in person and then zoom and in person. Like, how are you asking an individual to be able to handle Mm -hmm. both situations at the same time?
0: Yep. Yep. And like, also, if they were parents themselves, you know, and had their kids at home, like on top of it, it's, it, it, I,
2: uh, and the I, grandparents that stepped up to the place. So cute. Like I, oh, could see yeah. in, my, in my child's class, like in my daughter's class, I could see like the grandparents trying to like find the workbook and like, it was the <laughs> cutest thing. But like you know, that's not the job of grandparents, right? Like, no, they're so supposed to be, be able to just play. <laughs> so yeah. incredibly hard. Yeah. Um, we we got through it, right? And the whole and the hope is you know, we then we, we opened our doors again and we started the in-home and we stayed, uh, you know, we had one uh BT per family, and then we uh when things were a little bit better, we had one BT for two families, so they were only you know, in Oh, I families.
0: see like the bubble um, kind of situation. Yeah, 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 we
2: tried that, and so Oh, uh, we try, you know, we tried, but like families were, were did, they were just so desperate for services at that point. they were just yeah. like, yeah, we're fine with that. You know, they're wearing a mask. That's fine. Uh, they needed the help and the kiddos, yeah. you know, it was really needed i know amy was really
0: really struggling i i keep i kept telling her and i i will i keep telling her you know that she's such a warrior because like it was it was a lot yeah to have to play all of those roles it's it's tough
2: yeah and one of the podcast episodes is uh, i spoke with a parent about zoom schooling their child with uh, autism and so, getting that parent's perspective. Okay. Uh, yeah. Oh, I want
0: to listen to that.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's. It might be. Was it the first? It might be one of the first episodes. Maybe. Yeah. The first episode. Um. But yeah, she. she it, it. was. Uh. It was really eye opening. You know, just getting that that parent's perspective.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. I think we do need to wrap up, but yeah. before we do, Danny, do you wanna? Where she looks like she's dealing with some dogs in the background that might be having a fight. Yeah,
1: I do. I do apologize if it's really noisy. But if you could tell your younger self one thing, what would it be?
2: Gosh, just everything we were talking about. I would. I would tell my younger self, and I've told my younger self this: like, what people think of you does not matter yes so if you want to be a person with values if you want to be honest if you want to be good if you you know do you the way you want to the way that you feel like you were put on in this in this world and on this earth you know we all have purpose we all have our gifts and don't underestimate those gifts because you know, it doesn't come with a degree and you're not an MD or whatever, whatever, you know, just this this nonsense that we've, we've placed on, um, unfortunately on value. Like, I think we've totally lost, (laughs) lost the point when we're, when we're like, oh, you know, you're only valuable. And I would get these questions like, oh, so who are you? And I'm just like, I'm a living breathing, you know, Yeah. that's what I do. I breathe. I live like, I hate those questions, right? Like, what do you do? Or, uh, especially in like new I social am
1: human, I'm <laughs> human. Yes, I'm human.
2: I made humans. Like yeah. you know what the hell. But um, I would say, do you you know figure out how you identify uh, your your identifiers and um, and be true to those without uh, you know worrying about what people how people want you to be true to those like you do you.
0: Yes. I love that. I I mean, that's so important. And I, I wish I had learned that so much earlier. You know, I think that's such a key thing for people, especially in this world, which is really tied up in like image, you know, to to just think about um so where can people find you i i you can search for your book on amazon we'll put it in the show links i just bought it i'm excited thank
2: you thank you i can't wait to hear from you Um, yeah you too danny like i can't wait to hear from you too um so you can find the book on amazon the other side of life by Naza kawaja um, and then uh, I do post some things on Instagram. So mm-hmm. if you want to follow me, uh, my handle is at my first name, N-A-Z-H-A-H underscore K, nasa underscore K. Um, and uh, yeah, that's and your
0: podcast, is that
2: on? In the podcast, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> life at Ease. And like you mentioned, um, the, East, the EAS is capital for the company, Early Autism Services. Um, so Life at Ease, and uh, we're on Apple and Spotify awesome hi and uh, thank you you so much this was awesome of course thank you for
0: joining us um and you can find the yana podcast on instagram at the underscore yana podcast and we also have a website which is www.theyanapodcast.com Um, And you can search for us on all Instagram. I mean, all Instagram, all podcast platform, all the major podcast platforms. And, um, but Yana podcast is one word because there are apparently other podcasts called Yana or the Yana. So, um, which we didn't realize before we started it, but um, should have done that little bit of research. But (laughs) but Yana podcast is one word. So that makes it, if you search for it as one word, it'll pop right up. So, All right. Well, thanks everyone for listening and we'll be back next week. See you soon.
2: Bye, ladies. If
0: you or someone you know is in crisis, call the Suicide and Crisis Lifeline at 988. Or you can text NAMI to the crisis text line at 741-741 or go to NAMI.org for more information. Remember, you are not alone.